Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, came on this earth many years ago. He led a perfect yet practical life. And that is what we are supposed to do as believers. But guess what? Too often we have compartmentalized so many aspects of our lives, whether that be personal, professional, spiritual, and even in our relationship. But how do we get back to that point where we are able to please God? Because ultimately, that is what he came on this earth to do so that we can be the perfect example for those that are around us. Hi, my name is Sanya and welcome to Becoming the Godly Millennial Wife. In these episodes, I and my guests, we will take you along the journey of our experiences and share our testimonies so that you will be inspired you will be blessed and you will see that it is practical to live and lead a good Christian life that pleases God. Stay tuned as I share many experiences and I hope that you will be transformed, inspired and that God will use this to bless you in so many ways. You stay tuned. Young, beautiful, sold out for Christ, Lady Nikifa. She's a kingdom ambassador. She's a Jamaican author, speaker, fellow podcaster, dare I say YouTuber, graphics designer, founder of Crown Queen Academy. She is a full-time multi-passion entrepreneur. Now that's a brief description of my guest today. Hi, my name is Sanya and welcome to Becoming the Godly Millennial Wife. Now, I have Lady Nikifa with me and I just want for her to just tell me a little bit about herself and we're going to jump right into today's discussion. How are you today? I'm fine. I'm, I'm doing very well. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here and I'm just happy to be here. Perfect. So. If you can see behind me, I have just a few of the books that she's written. Now, when I tell you this lady is on fire, she's absolutely on fire. She's an author. I think it's seven books, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Where yeah. do you find time to do all of this? All right. So tell me about the book. Why did you decide to write these books, especially the last two books that you have? Okay, so I really never planned to write them. They were very unexpected. Um, for the one, the, the one that the one that came first, the wife in transit, it was because of a period of God. I remember I got a prophetic word in 2017, I believe, or 18, where the Lord had I never asked him about anything. He had just sent somebody to tell me that God is going to change my perspective on marriage, and I'm like, okay, I never really understood what it meant. You know, you think you know what marriage is, although you're young, you think you know. What yes. it is, or what we saw to see on TV, or what I hear about. So when he said that to me, I never really understood it. It was not until 2021, mm. where in prayer and just in terms of being in a relationship, the Lord began to deal with me about me, right? Because marriage is coming up, and I could not go into it the same way I was before. And I have a lot of sass. 
Right, I have a lot of, I'm a very smart mouth, very strong hip, but you had to be tamed, had to be refined. Right. So he began to deal with me about becoming a wife as it relates to your character, your attitude, your submission, your humility, and just, just not being stubborn, not being so strong-headed, understanding that you you're going to have to be led by a man. You know, you can't be the one leading. You can't just you can't be strong. Nothing is wrong with being a strong woman, but there comes a time when you need somebody stronger than you to lead you and you have to be at a place to be able to receive that person, to respect them, to submit to them. And so I remember this book was actually done in less than 24 hours. Wow. So the first day I got up, one day I got up and I was just praying about this whole um, wife thing. And immediately I, I went into repentance, you know, it was just knows not everything. And then I just began to write, I just began to write because what he was saying to me also that a lot of other younger girls do this. So the, the, the processing, the pruning, him showing me, me, which actually really hurt because it hurt your pride. You never know, so you didn't stay. So when right. you began to do that, no, I had to just write it all out, you know. Yeah, I had to write it all out while they were praying and talking to me. So the first day, I wrote for about four hours straight, just after four hours. Then the day after that, I wrote for was It was very hard for me to actually publish it. Why? Because so it was getting a lot of backlash and backlash from persons who they never read the caption, never read the book, and they don't plan to buy it. Right, but what they thought was that I was trying to teach them a place of being a wife. It would be silly, there's no wisdom in that. But um, they don't understand that I'm trying to teach them or share with others what it means to become one, the process of it, or what I know. No, because obviously I don't know everything and it's another story when you're actually a wife. Right, that is reality. I can't teach from that reality, but I can teach from leading up to there based on what God would have spoken to me about, dealt with me about, all of that. So what is a scripture that says, um, he that finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. Not he that finds a girlfriend. So when I began to look at even the Greek word for wife, it just meant a woman or you're engaged or anything. So you don't have to necessarily have the ring on your finger for God to consider that, consider as a wife in the process. Right, so it's like he that finds a girlfriend or he that finds a church girl, he that finds a wife. So that means that God, had, God would have expected you to be at a place where he can say, okay, this is a wife and she's ready to become somebody's wife. Right? So I could not be teaching from a place of behaving like I've been married for 10 years. No. <laughs> it's just about the process, the transit, the transition of moving from being just a daughter of God to now being a daughter of God, but also one day becoming a wife for somebody else. And then I think to be breaking the stronghold of spirit spouses. I think it's one of the most painful books I've ever written because of what I personally would have to go through to write the book. So it wasn't that wasn't planned either. It wasn't planned. I don't know where the information comes from, it just never planned. Right? But I remember got a prophetic word earlier to think when we're crossing over. And I was told that these I, I had no knowledge of these kind of spirits, but I, I understand the power of the supernatural. I know that hell is real. I know that spiritual things are just real. Right. So I remember a prophet was saying to me, when even if you're, you're planning to get engaged or married very soon, these things are going to affect you because marriage naturally in your family attracts a lot of workers. So you're going to have to deal with this. I never really understood how to deal with them or what to do. So what I would just do is just read, you know, if I found, if I found a prayer online, I just said a prayer. But I never understood it in full. And I remember the church where I'm, where I'm at now is when I began to, you know, attend here and go. I never, I, I did not know that this thing was so strong or so bad. Where 
I had to get deliverance. You know, I had to literally start a whole practical, not not just somebody praying for you, practical right. deliverance was, right. had to be cast out and things had to be pulled away from me, right? To make sure that, okay, I'm getting set, all of that. So I remember the deliverance process started and then it went from that to, I had a, a, a woman of God online who had the same testimony where she went through this thing, it afflicted her, it affected her. And what the, what they really do is, they are, they, the enemy hates marriage, hates marriage, okay. right? God loves marriage. Enemy, the enemy is for divorce. He's for any kind of division, separation, all of that. Right. And what I had to look back on is that in my life, when it came to relationships or any kind of connection with males, they would just be easily cut off, just randomly cut off, or it just things would just always go bad. So even if I'm at the brink of, let's say, um, an engagement or something, hmm. two tools it just gone. And I did not understand what was happening. So when the past that I had that I had now, you know, the Holy Spirit and just God showed me that okay, this is the reason why this is happening. I said, All right. And then it got to a place where the Lord had given me enough information to be able to put in a book to say, Okay, ladies, young girls, someone out here, you're wondering why your relationships are working. You a man can't greet. You're wondering why you even had that kind of acts characteristics that we need. Okay, fruits that we need to develop. There are also spiritual things that can affect your attitudes where you act in a way where you don't know why you're like this, why you're doing this, why you say that, you know, why are you so tense, all of that. But these spirits that we call spirit spouses, they really play a major role in this for women especially. So they give you an attitude that kind of repels males, right? So it causes males to not want to be around you. So I, you know, began to go through the deliverance. And I kid you not, when I I followed some instructions from the Lord, from a pastor and from the Lord, and within the span of four days, it left. My God. Just four days. My God. And then it was after that that I just began to write. I don't know, I just get to my friends that write. Just write, just write. Say, hey, this is what it's called. This is nature. This is the agenda. And this is how you can overcome. And there it is possible. Because one of the things that I had to keep in mind is that it is possible to be set free. I thought that I had to live with this. I thought that it had to become a norm or something. I just, you know, push it. I don't know, but I, I never knew I could be delivered from it or that I had to, I could walk freely without it being a bother to my life. So with this book, it was it was also written in the spirit. Probably a couple of days and then I just published it. So for me, writing is natural. Once there's enough information, once that just go ahead or once I have enough experience about something, it is easy to just sit, write, publish, and that's it. My God, my God. The Holy Spirit is a revealer of all truth. That's it, right? And and it's funny that you said that persons, even before you started, um, well, it, it, even before you published, persons were like iffy. But the truth is, I realized that it's either on two different sides it's either they want to find out about it but don't know where to go to get it or if they hear about it they're like fighting against it and it's so funny because whether you're married or single or whatever status you are no right you need to be able to identify where you are right regardless if you're married i have seen married people actually having spiritual spouse right they, they talk about it they don't understand that this is a spiritual connection you know they don't understand it and it's funny that you said that that people will fight against the things that you're trying to help them out of right in publishing it i think it's humbly by the grace of god to some of the persons who are criticizing it they are being afflicted by it, but they don't understand so they don't exactly. they don't know how to address it in their own lives 
But no, I am just happy that you got the opportunity that the Holy Spirit downloaded this um, in you because even though you might say, oh, you're not qualified to write about this, I, I, I disagree. You were the perfect person to write about this because each person has their own stage that they have to go through. And the fact is, in society right now, as women as men we're waiting for somebody else to tell us right where the holy spirit should have come in so you're at the right place where you're able to write this and you're able to teach on this i'm very happy that you you put it so nicely and when i read the book um one thing jumped out at me and it's basically you preparing for marriage right a lot of times we say oh we're ready to get married but guess what we haven't dealt with some of the things that we need to get out of the way either yes. we need to get some spiritual things out we need to work on our own self and our own identity and the first um chapter you wrote on was um finding your identity all right can you just elaborate yes. on that one for me because that is the key that is one of the key just talk to me about yes. it it's, it's funny you went there because as i said a lot of persons who have not read the book right and if i don't think i had to read it either they thought that i was teaching just any young believer any young female believer that hey it's time to be a wife when that that cannot be the case that could never be the case before you even try to think about marriage who are you you know are you actually do you understand how to be a daughter to god and being a daughter literally why being a daughter was big for me and why i had to put that the first as a first chapter was because i grew up without my biological father so i didn't necessarily know how to submit to any father figure it was very hard for me hard to wrap my mind around that so when i came to christ i had to learn to be a daughter i had to learn to ask god um, permission i had to learn to speak to him a particular way and address him as a father so yes he was friend he was comforter he was deliverer but i he just taught me how to be a daughter right and that was the biggest one for me so when even younger girls come to me and they talk about marriage sometimes i try to understand first where they're at spiritually right because you have to you, have, you definitely have to know how to be a daughter first you have to know how to be submissive to god's voice you know follow his leading his instruction live by the word live by his standards all of that and it will tie into marriage it will definitely tie into marriage and so it's not something to run run away from you have to first know your identity as a daughter to, to even try to claim yourself as a wife right and i remember in putting that in the book i remember when i published it there was somebody in particular who is it's as if they made it their duty to begin to make rebuttals in particular posts that hey you can't just be getting up and teach people to be a wife that's toxic that's crazy and i'm like read the book the first chapter is about your identity as a daughter read the book right. you know because i wouldn't do things back and I, I don't think god would let me do that backwards either so it was just crazy how those who haven't read it would try to push even the daughter agenda not knowing that it was actually in the book and i, I talk about identity in the book a lot you know all of that so being a daughter is very important if you don't have to be a daughter you can't be a wife you can't be a friend nothing so learn to give to god first learn to submit to him learn to serve him learn to worship him surrender and then everything else will become easier exactly exactly i i absolutely love that um what i will say is that even with persons trying to say oh you're not qualified we you are in a space where you can say all right even though i don't have the title yet i'm in preparation mode right and the fact that you have found your identity in him means that it's easy for you to have a relationship with god and then when god finds sends you that husband 
you're good to go because you would have worked on yourself you would have worked on the characteristics of a, a, a wife right and then a lot of people forget that even before you have the title as a wife you have to be a woman you have to know how to be a woman in order for you to make that transition into yes. a wife right so I, I'm just glad that you were able to put it so nicely. And anybody who have not read the book, you just need to go and get the book. If if you need to go to Amazon or you can reach out to Lady, and she will definitely get you connected with these books. She's the author of seven books. I, I put up ten, but seven books. Listen, no, and I know that there is more to come, right? <laughs> seven wonderfully written book and i'm just glad that the holy spirit just really downloaded this to you and that you were a conduit really to what he was leading you into because a lot of young ladies nowadays they want to get married but they aren't at the place yet and i believe that's why the holy spirit really downloaded this into you right so continue to just use this to edify the body of christ for those persons who don't want to hear it guess what you can't fight them eventually the holy spirit will reveal it to them we just hope that at the time that they reveal it it's not too far gone for them to say oh you know i should have if i had done this this way we're basically trying to save you the headache that's all it is right yes (laughs) it's just that simple we're trying to save you from this and i realize that society has played a lot into why persons are are rebutting against what the word of god says right i want to ask you what does society say and what does the word of god say what would you tell i believe looking forward to get married what would you say Okay, so my the first thing is, if you're a believer, you definitely want to get married. Social media is not the guide. So TV is not the guide. Um, love and hip hop is not the guide. BET is not the guide. Facebook, nothing, none of that. If you're not looking to the word, then you you, you start off wrong. Oh, if you have not first said yet, Holy Spirit, how do I do this? You know, if I don't look to the word, if I don't, let's say, to a spiritual leader, if I don't look to anybody that is in the faith then you actually start off wrong because oh what the world is going to tell you is that you can you can just marry no preparation yeah. and not loving right. you love you marriage but but that's not the case and then there was style now it's because i don't think it's new but it's becoming more much more common where young persons these days mm. they are getting they are living together before marriage, so that's the norm. You are, you are, you know, you and your boyfriend living together, and then probably a couple of years on the line, if he decides that he wants to get, no, right? So, when it comes to marriage and society versus um, the word, actually points out a number of things. So society will tell you, marry for love. I say marry for purpose and the advancement of the kingdom of God. Yes, and love is included in that. Trust me, love is included in that. But just don't marry for love if you don't know what love is because society does not know what love is. Right. It's God and the Holy Spirit that will tell you what love is. So don't just marry for love. Don't marry for beauty, right? And there's a scripture for that that I'll share later. Don't marry for beauty. Don't marry for benefits. If you're a believer, you don't need to take your green card. Especially if you don't love the person. You don't need to marry for no benefits, no coupons, no nothing. That Here. should be in your mind. Why is the world in the store? <laughs> Right? Yes. The society says that marriage comes um after sex. So they can start one of the first and then marriage after. Society also says that marriage can come after you move in together or had had kids together. Um society says that marriage can include man plus man, man plus beast, woman plus woman, woman plus beast, 
or multiple husbands and wives at once. And then it also says that um, marriage can be legal or purposeful when done anyhow, right? So it can be what's common as well, and I'm, I'm not I'm not afraid to say this, of marriage between, I'm not saying that your partner can be older than you or younger than you, but 18-year-olds marrying 60-year-olds. What purpose is it that you're going to become his caretaker? That's not purpose. I don't feel like God has anointed that you just be any man's caretaker. So that's 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 not okay. Right? And then marriage can be done by a gay pastor or any anybody who is just not living according to the word of God. Right? Or it's a, lastly, society says divorce is okay and normal. But doesn't desire loneliness because he really loves love companionship, he loves marriage, he loves union. Right? And then it says, I will make him a helper that is fit for him. But I want to point out that the helper was a woman, not a man. So therefore, if God felt like man should have been with man, he would have made a man for Adam. Adam wanted a helper, he needed a, a male. But God gave him a woman, right? right? He didn't take from him another man. He took from him and made a woman. So that's right. the first thing with us. Understand that marriage is for man and for woman. One man, one woman, right? And the Holy Spirit. That's right. As it says in Proverbs 31, verses 30, charm and grace are deceptive and superficial beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, you know, reverently worshiping him, obeying God, serving God, trusting him with a lot of respect, this woman can be praised. So as a woman of God, don't marry for the most of the abs, the, the line of Allah. It's going to fade one day. It's going to fade. But marry somebody who really loves the Lord. You know, it's, a, it's, a, it's their spirit and their heart that will really put longevity in the marriage, in love and your ministry and the purpose of the marriage. And don't just marry for looks, right? And other scripture in Galatians 5, verses 19 on, onwards, now it says the works of the flesh are manifest. Mind you, the works of the, the works of the Holy Spirit, not the works of God. The works of the flesh are stuff like adultery, fornication, uncleanness, all of that, witchcraft, all of that. But the thing is, with this world, they view adultery as normal. It's okay. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Especially fornication. That's the number one thing right now. For right. them, it's a normal. What I've got is this is the work of the flesh, not the work of God, not the work of the Holy Spirit. And persons like this or things like this cannot inherit the, 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 the kingdom of God. So if this is what your marriage is built upon, it's built upon um, fornication or unrepentant, you know, unrepentant fornication, adultery, uncleanness, sexual perversion. It can't inherit the kingdom of God and God can't get hurt well. He can turn anything around for his glory and for purpose. But right. we don't want to start off on that kind of footing. Exactly. Then in John 1 verses 2, it says, For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. And I just want to point to that, that lust, what the world, what society calls love is really lust. Just a burning passion. Right. Not usually stable. It just all over the place. And God says to us that this is not of, it's of, it's not of the Father, but it's of the world. Any kind of lust, anything that starts on lust is going to end with a crash it's not good at all unless it's surrendered unless it's repented of it's not going to you know go well and then the holy the, the word of god tells us in first corinthians 6 it says flee fornication that's right run flee mean run run don't you don't fight you don't stop and fight fornication you don't you don't war against fornication you run from fornication so if that right. is in the midst of it run and it says right. everything that a man does is without the body but this sin that you commit fornication is against even your own body not just god enough but right. just your own so not in sinning against your own self against your right. own purpose and all of that right and then it says to us in first thessalonians 4 for this is the will of god even your sanctification that you should abstain from fornication that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel in fornic in 
in sanctification and in honor, not in the loss of um, concupiscence, even as a Gentile which don't know God. So whatever you are doing, especially, especially as it relates to your vessel, it should be done in, done in sanctification and in honor. Right. So I love what you said. No, I have talked to a lot of persons, younger persons, and they're like, yeah, I want to get married, but I'm not going to put it on the back. What would you say about that one? And I think you, you actually said it. I think that then means that you don't have a mind ready for marriage. Okay? Wrong mindset. Renew your mind. Renew, Renew your mind. mind. I mean, if you say, oh, but that's still the wrong mindset to have. That's a worldly mindset. That's correct. That's correct. And I'm glad that you touched on that, um, that, that, that you need to renew your mind. That's basically what it is. Because if you are going to say, oh, you can't, you can't say, no, I won't wait until marriage to, yeah. you know, that means that one, as you said, you're not ready to, then that means you're going after the flesh, right? That means you're not spending yeah. time in uh, understanding that, okay, you are a whole person. This person is a whole person. Let's get together to know what it is. Yeah that we like with each other. What are our dislikes? Um, I need to know about your finances. I need to know what we can do. Where do you look um, forward to going in terms of the next five years, right? What is your plan? I need to have all of that before I can say, all right, let's think about, yeah. you know, having sex now, right? And I think, as you said, it's it all comes down to the mindset. If that is what you're thinking of, if the focus is, can't buy a person in a bag, you need to reevaluate things because that is not the important thing. Marriage is purpose, and whomever God is going to send you, He's sending you for a reason. It's not just, it's not to have sex. Of course, sex exactly. is great and all. The thing is, our generation sees marriage as That's sex. Legal as right to sex. Yes, legal, yes. <laughs> legal right to sex, right? And it's absolutely not. It's not that. And too, too many times, young people, I think it's because society glamorizes the, the wedding day. Yes. The wedding day yes. that society glamorizes. What happens after that? That is where most persons, when they are younger and they have gotten together, probably too early, or they, they got together and they're saying, no, this is not it because you haven't found yourself. You haven't spent time exactly. with that. So now you're bored. After the honeymoon night, you're bored. You're like, I never signed up for this. This is not what I signed up for. So it's important to get to know you, get to know God, get to know the person and get to know what is the goal of our marriage. What is the purpose of our marriage? And that's yes. what's going to help you to be fulfilled in your marriage and as an individual. So I'm really, really happy that you touched on that. Can you tell us where we can find you and just a little bit of information about your business venture? Facebook by my first and last name, on Instagram by my first and last name, on YouTube as Navigating Life with Nikki. Oh, just Google me. <laughs> Google me. Right. Oh, yes, I do have a podcast and I have a lot coming up in store as you raise even marriage and all of that. So stay tuned for that. So I have a podcast that is on my YouTube channel as well. And I have YouTube videos for believers. You know, all the content is faith-based. Uh, I have seven books out on different um, areas of life and they're more to come. You can find my books on Amazon or if you want them ordered in Jamaica, you can actually contact me personally and I can do that for you. No problem. But still, it's my business ventures now. I love doing marketing and graphic designing. I have this platform, Crown Academy. It's a platform for women and girls based in Jamaica 
restoring the hearts of daughters unto God, people, whatever else the Lord leads as it relates to character, integrity. Thank you so much, um, Lady Nikifa. You are just a woman on fire, and I just pray that the hand of God continues to favor you. May his grace, love, and peace continue to shine upon you. Guys, if you have not gotten the book, this is the perfect time to go ahead, get the book. You're going to be blessed. All right? Thank you so much for joining me today. You have a good one.